Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Hey, good afternoon, good morning, and good night. This is Connor Hallway, aka Big Bochi, and I'm recording this on my iPhone very briefly in Southie. I'm assuming we're going to have a handful of MMA fans and UFC fans tuning into this episode, so I just wanted to introduce myself. I run Golden Deer Productions. I'm the host of the Golden Hours podcast, which is currently one of the biggest shows in Boston, and we're growing, and we're trying to do as much as we can to keep on getting bigger and bigger. And uh, I loved running this episode with Manny. Me and Manny have been training together a little bit, so I know him a little better than the first episode. And for the MMA fans out there, Manny was kind of talking about his rise through the bantamweight division and kind of what it means for him to to win this one and trying to assert himself facing a top 15 opponent. I'm not a huge, huge MMA fanatic. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. But Manny did talk about kind of how the division's up for grabs and he's not the most marketable dude of all time. He doesn't really even know how to use social media, but he does understand that if he keeps winning fights, it's only looking up for him. He talked about a little bit about his technique with Casey Kenny. And how he's going to approach the fight. And UFC 241, man, it's coming up in a couple weeks. Actually, when this drops, probably a week or so. So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you enjoy the podcast, all I ask is that you just share it with a buddy, share it with a friend. And if you feel compelled, please leave a rating and review. We're trying to grow as much as we can. And shouts out to Manny, man. This is Manny's Platinum Hour. Whoa, Abu, take it away. Yeah, actually, you know, a stupid one. Um... I had broken a toe, and my buddy thought it was dislocated, so he keeps going, hey, he keeps going, let me reset it, let me reset it, if you don't, re- <laughs> if you, if you don't reset it, it's not, it's not, it's not going to go, it's not going to heal, it's, right? It's cracked. And, 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 this, and I was younger, I was probably like 17, 18, something like that, and this guy's oldest, so I was like, all right, like, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, fine, like, I, I trust you. So he's, so he's yanking on my toe, and I'm like, this ain't working, this isn't working, this isn't working. Oh, my God. And, and then finally they go, dude, you know what? Like, let my toe be messed up. I, I'm, not, I'm not even doing this. And then I went Just to... yanking at the broken bone. Yeah, so then so so I, so I, um, I went to the doctor like a day or two later, and they were like, yeah, this is broken. This isn't <laughs> This isn't dislocated. Jeez. Yeah, so, so that, that one was bad. Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez, and this is my Platinum Hour. Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. The double clap signifies what? Start the episode. Okay, before we start, I'm very pumped to have Surf Mike in the building for his first official episode as a producer. Surf Mike, swing on up here and say what's good, doggy. There we go. What's going on, everyone? Surf Mike in the building. Happy to be here. We got Big Manny here. We got Coach Connor. Coach Connor. Whoa. Coach Connor. And then, Big Fresh. 
is back from break. Da da dawn dawn. Abu, thanks for coming back. So, Surf Mike, when you got that close to Manny, were you nervous? Like, he could kill you in that instant? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have a trigger where you're like, yo, if someone gets too close to me, I might snap? Um, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm super ticklish. So, whenever if somebody says, like, poking at me like that, then, uh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> Wait, so are you, when you're ticklish, you don't laugh and you just snap? I just, like, t- like I get, like... I freak out. <laughs> you're un- oh, so you're uncomfortable. Out. Yeah, uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. I know. Imagine just like going up to Manny and like tickling him and out of no, nowhere, you're no, just no, like don't, grabbing. No, him. don't imagine that. You don't want to imagine that. <laughs> hey, so on my right, I got a young man who's been here before, and me and him have done a little work together. In the meantime, I've gotten the S H I T beat out of me by this guy. I was like, do it. You're like, do it for Golden Deer. I was like, dude, just stop, please. This is motivation. And. uh <laughs> To my right, I have an incredibly driven young man who also has a fight coming up, what, in two weeks? Yeah, August 17th. You pumped? Pumped. Always. <laughs> Manny Bermudez. Dun-dun-dun. Hey, do you want to kind of just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, I'm Manny Bermudez. I'm a 14-0 UFC fighter. I'm fighting on UFC 241 in Anaheim, California. That's the big uh, Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier card. Oh, I didn't even know they were on the top yeah, of the card. Yeah, they got uh, Anthony Pettis versus uh, Nate Diaz. They got Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa. They were really, really stacked card. So when, so this is probably like the card you're most excited about. Yeah, of I think all it, UFC fights. I think it's probably the biggest card this year so far. I think they had one other big card um, that John Jones won, but. You know, besides that, I don't think they've had any other ones. That's inevitably big. the biggest card every time, though, right? Yeah, yeah, John Jones. Or like a McGregor fight. Like, yeah, I was going to say a Connor. Uh, a Connor fight's bigger in terms of, like, the, they get a lot more casual guys coming in, you know? And, but, like, a, like, Jones fight's always, you know, everybody's always amazed to see if, you know, you how, how, how he's going to. Yeah, I mean, that streak's crazy. He's He's got one loss, but um, his loss is <laughs> he was literally on top of a guy elbowing him downward like he was beating the guy up and there's no way uh hamill was gonna beat him but you know he he kind of so i've been i've out. been researching it a lot recently and just like kind of trying to figure out the mindset of dudes who are just in like the apex of just being a competitor who do you think at that level especially if you get to that level like you could you could rely on as like someone as a role model when you're at like the tip top like, who do you look to, to, like, how do I elevate my game? How do I level up? What do you, well, I mean, everybody's good at different, you know, aspects of it. Like, John Jones, seeing him, how he's, how calm he is, how he, like, how he picks you apart, like, round by round. He makes changes. He makes adjustments. He, he's, he's a very good athlete in, in, in that, you know, in that regard. He doesn't, he doesn't like, gas himself out. He doesn't uh, do anything stupid. And every time he just changes for you know so if, if he if he sees you you know throw throw a punch and then like you you like move one way or another way like okay i won't do that next time and then he'll you know do something to like intercept whatever it is you're doing so um but i mean obviously his his, <laughs> his social life is is crazy so it's, it's not one that you want to be well i feel like at a certain one. point it's like yo i can literally i feel like i can win at everything yeah he, he also grew up with two brothers who are in the nfl yeah 
Like, no, imagine that household growing up. Whoa. No, he, I, I heard he just goes absolutely insane when he when he goes out. Not like you, man. Not like me. I like water, agua. <laughs> yeah. So so Manny has a fight in two weeks, and so I think a, a good way to start this episode is kind of describing because we got some diet fanatics in the house. Kind of describing like what you've been going through in terms of cutting weight because you look evidently skinnier since I last yeah, saw you for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I obviously I have a pretty big weight cut. I usually go from, you know, like, I kind of, like, what were you when we were fighting? When we, we, were, were, when we were training, I was probably 70, 60, like 65 to 70 around there. And then, uh, but I, I had already kind of started cutting a little bit, you know? Because you knew the fight was coming. Yeah, I knew the fight was coming. So, so I started trying to slim down a little bit. Uh, I was doing, like, I mean, it's, it, was kind of, it was more like a loose-leaf diet where I, where I would be like, all right, like, I'm going to have, like, one or two meals a day, and it's going to be, like, big big meals, like, good good food. like. What is that to you, like, a, a good meal? Just, you know, like, vegetables, uh, just a lot of meat, <laughs> a lot of meat. and Don't then, piss him off, bro. Yeah, no, is he, is he vegan? Yeah. <laughs> vegan Mike. <laughs> surf Mike. Vegan Surf Mike. <laughs> is there a, are there any fighters who are vegan? Yeah, there's plenty of them. No way, yeah, really? There's plenty of them. You know yeah. any? Yeah. Who? I don't know names, but I've just seen like a documentary about a lot of them. Do you know? Do you know? Are they brittle as hell? There was one guy I remember. He uh, his name's Abel Trujillo. He he. He's not with the UFC anymore, but he was like a jacked, like light-skinned dude. And I remember hearing he was vegan, and I was like, how, how, is, how, this, is, this how is this guy vegan? This guy's so jacked. <laughs> Scary looking, too. He had like all the tattoos on his chest and stuff like that. But inside, he's just kind. Yeah, inside, he loves he loves little chickens. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah honestly. <laughs> and little cows. So, like, a, big, a meal for you right now in your cut would be what? Uh, just, like, you know, a chicken breast and then... Like a handful of vegetables. You're so bored with it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about the diet. I'm done thinking about the diet. (laughs) All all I've been thinking about the past two months has been the diet. Is is everyone totally on your ass about it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my mom, my mom's like, "Oh, like you look so skinny." I'm like, "Thanks, mom." (laughs) It's only getting worse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get a lot worse. I'm still like fifty, fifty-seven, fifty-eight. So I still got. 20 something pounds cut so what do you do when it's like when you're like so you're 17 days out right now what do you do in a week like how do you ramp it up how does it get more extreme uh obviously the way you eat gets you know just less yeah, and less shrunk and then the last last day or two i won't even eat anything um and then obviously the water cut so you're gonna have to just elaborate on that for those who don't know so the, the water cut is uh, you're dehydrating yourself uh, to get to make the weight limit that that they give you. So for me, it's 135 pounds. Um, so I think my last time I, I ended up cutting 12 pounds in a day, just by sitting in the sauna, hitting the bike, um, you know, covering up with towels, spitting in a cup, spitting in a cup. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't really cut nothing, but <laughs> you, you do it anyway. Oh, I have a friend who's a a power builder, a yeah. bodybuilder, and he was just like, dude, like. The extremes people go to like this is mike when he performs because he does bodybuilding or powerlifting they'll go to just insane limits like do you drink a lot of salt water like i mean or do you just t- 
eat salt. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't just eat salt, <laughs> but like I'll, I'll salt my food up like very well to retain as much liquid as possible. Yeah, and then, and then I try to flush it out the week of, so maybe like three days out, just um, cut the salt out and just start chugging water, so so it flushes out. See, I wonder. So, mind you, I fast. That's what we were talking about beforehand, and I'm in like a three-hour window. So, I don't know if your trainers ever talked about this, but like when you're starving yourself, your body starts burning fat for fuel. Yeah. Is is there a desired body fat percentage you want to re- reach with the weight cut? So, like, do you want to be one thirty-five and like ten percent body fat? Does that matter? So when I went up to uh, I went up to the uh, Performance Institute in Las Vegas and I had gone up pretty heavy I was like 170 178 179 and they tested my body my body fat percentage and I was still only 10% body fat like according to to the stuff that they were doing so I mean I I, don't, I really don't have a uh, a set body fat percentage that I want to be at right Probably now fluctuates right yeah yeah and I, I, hear, I hear those are very inaccurate too so I, mean, I, don't, I don't even really think it matters what what's the scariest physical feature for you when you get mad lean like right now i have i have veins through my ribs uh might be my, my face how sunk out it gets you're like, looking at like, the mirror, you're like oh my god uh, yeah and i just feel like way smaller maybe my wrist or something like that <laughs> does that does that shift your confidence at all when you go into it no, not really no no because no. you just rehydrate you get it all back so what is how much in a day like 10 pounds uh, i don't Let's see. I was 162 in the cage the day after uh, making 136. So that's what, 26 20, pounds? 20, yeah, something like that. So do you just eat a ton? Yeah, you just eat, drink. What, try, try to get everything back. What do you have, 24 hours? Yeah, yeah, a little over, a little over. So it's probably maybe like 30 hours or so. It just seems like a weird practice for the UFC to do. Like, because you're not fighting at the weight you make. Shouldn't they, should they weigh the day of, or do you think it should just be the day before? Yeah, I think you start trying to change things too much. It all gets more complicated. There's never, they're never going to find the right, you know, the the way that's going to be ideal for everybody. So just deal with what we got right now. And on that day of, are you, do you feel like sluggish because no. you've eaten so much? No. You feel no. like rejuvenated. Yeah, you just. I mean, you listen to your body. You know, if you can't, if you don't want to eat anymore, don't eat anymore. There's no nobody's forcing you to keep doing it. So, and so some I mean some guys are weird. Some guys are like they they don't want to eat like x amount of food because then they think it's gonna make them like super slow or whatever. But I just I just do whatever makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm starting to learn about Manny from just like interacting with you. You you think very simply. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's yeah, no there's a, not a whole lot of deeper meaning. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Manny. You guys, no one saw this, but he's. He's like a, a two-year-old with his phone. <laughs> it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, is the only social you use Instagram? Uh, yeah. You have yeah, been getting yeah. better, though. I've been noticing. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been trying. It's, you know, because I, really, I, don't, I don't like taking pictures and nothing like that. And then, like, the pictures I had to use for that stuff are pictures that other people take. And I'm not about to be like, hey, like, you want to take a picture of me? Yeah, I feel you. And so. Can you actually, I want to compare my screen time to, to yours real quick. I, I probably have a lot of screen time. I'm just I don't know, bro probably not like me mine's gonna be sickening uh, abu what's yours uh, how, how do i check that i just go settings oh i'm way more mine's pretty high i'm sure that way that's today let's check 
You're, so Manny's is five and a half hours. That's a lot, right? How do you feel about it? I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> well, see, I don't know if... Do they incorporate... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to look at you. Do they incorporate like when you're playing music or is it just when the screen well, is open? The thing is, I have to ride the bike a lot now, so I always put like little videos up and then I'll, I'll hit the bike Word. for an hour or something in a day, too. You want to see mine? Yeah. Yeah, Oof. yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> Eight hours. It's bad. God, I, yeah, I, I thought mine was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to distribute content, man. Whoa, I got to keep whoa, pushing whoa, stuff whoa. out. What are you doing for eight hours on your phone? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll hang out with you more, man. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not much better. I'm five hours. I guess it is better. But. I, I guess maybe. What, what would you guys say like a healthy amount of time on your phone is? I remember when you like you business. Might get eight hours, but like four hours of that might be just doing work and like. It's probably more, to, honestly, of just like productive. Like you know, I gotta do the the Jerry stuff. I gotta do all this yeah. stuff. It's a no, lot. He's like, lying. They segmented out, so it's like oh, like you're spending like three hours on social media, two hours on productivity, and like whatever. So. Yeah. So do you just use your phone for like YouTube for the most part? Or like you know, like little videos on Facebook. And then how the video just kind of like scrolls up into a different video. Oh, you're watching like tasty videos of like people cooking yeah, and stuff. Actually, yeah, actually, like <laughs> I, I really like those. <laughs> like, for somebody that watches as many food videos as I watch, I should be a way better cook. But, but you I'm don't not. cook anything. Well, you you said I, last I, time I, I, I kind of do. I kind of do, but like you said last time when I was leaving, you're like, yo, bro, after this, I'm about to go get a fat Brazilian steak. Yeah, yeah. That that's the, your thing. Yeah. Oh well, no, no, that's one of my things. I like uh, I like all sorts of food. <laughs> Except for seafood. mouth's watering him. Yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, I was say. Yeah, the only thing I really don't like is probably seafood. And vegetables are kind of like, eh. But, but you're not feeling that chicken breast, though. No, yeah, the, chi- <laughs> the chicken breast, it's nice right now because it's like, all right, like I'm not really eating much. And then like that, you, you get that chicken breast, like, oh, yeah, this is good. But then, like, after I'm done cutting. <laughs> After I'm it's done, torture. after I'm done cutting, it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm not eating another chicken breast for a while, <laughs> dude. I feel you. So like, my diet right now is, I have two salads a day, with romaine lettuce and chicken breast and like a little bit of avocado and an apple. And like, I have this weird dopamine hit now when I just cut the apple, because I'm, yeah, like, I'm like, oh my god, apple, I'm gonna be able fruit, to the fruit's tasty. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be able to consume this. This apple is gonna take a long time to eat. It's gonna take like three minutes. Oh. <laughs> do you ever have you avocado. ever had like i never i mean I, I like avocado i've never been like a huge avocado guy but like you know eating the fattiness of it right now is just like it's nice <laughs> are, are you planning a cheat meal for after your fight you can't plan it it's gonna come organically <laughs> <laughs> you're about to spat is, it, is the fight at a casino uh it's at the ho- Honda Center, Civic Center, some shit. So it's, like so it's like a TD Garden in Anaheim, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I actually haven't even looked up what what's around there, but I know that uh, California has a lot of like good Mexican, good Asian food. So, oh, so you have been thinking about it? Oh, yeah, always. I, I always like scope it out before I go out. Like when I went to Germany, I was I was looking around and see what what kind of food they got out there. And they had this. Uh, they would do like French fries with ketchup and mayo, like combined. What is that called? I called it ke- <laughs> French fries with ketchup. And okay, okay, that was the manly uh, name for it. I, I don't know what it what they actually called it. And then they had uh, like this chicken cutlet that they like bread and then put like lemon on, and so that was pretty good. And so and I got snitzel. 
Well, I, I figured you probably hit McDonald's like right after the fight. Yeah, well, I, I did. I did have some over there after. Um, like I think it was like the night after, or two nights after, because I stayed in Germany for a little bit, and uh, I feel like their McDonald's is better. Like, it's more, it tastes cleaner, but what out there? Yeah, yeah. Dude, McDonald's is surf Mike's cringing over there. The plant based. Yeah, like, oh God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like Mc- the animal torture. Yeah, it's tough. So when when we had talked last time, you were kind of saying like, "Yo, I don't know if it was your last fight where." Was that the that was like the quick forty five second choke out, correct? Yeah, a minute in Germany, yeah, and then the the one after that was uh, Benito. That was I think two minutes or something. Well, like I'm saying that. which one was the fighter of the night? That was uh, Germany. Okay, word. Germany, yeah. So can you kind of explain like the reward system, how the UFC works in terms of like if you knock out in the first round, you get X amount of dollars. You get X amount of dollars for showing up. You don't have to totally yeah, yeah, yeah. disclose your bank account, but just for the most part. So, so everybody gets, uh, you know, contracted. So, like I, th- I think an initial, like you know, a, a standard rookie contract. Yeah, standard contract is ten thousand to show. So it's, you make weight, you uh, you go in there, you fight, you lose, you make ten thousand dollars. Now, if you go in there, you fight, you win, you make your your show money, which is the ten thousand I just said, and then you make an extra ten thousand dollars for. You know, for for win for winning, it's a win bonus. So the win is always double what you get paid to show up. Not always, like you know, some some guys that, that have been there fighting for for longer, they've negotiated contracts where they just get flat rates. So they show up and they just get one rate. But that, you don't really see that with uh, with the newer guys. You see it more with the with the guys that have been here for 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 years now. So like Holloway would show up and he'd be like, "Hey, like I want two hundred fifty grand flat." He, he he could he could he say can negotiate he, like he that. can negotiate something like that yeah but uh and then they have the knockout submission or performance of the, of the night bonus which is 50, an extra fifty thousand dollars just to you know if you if you if there's a bunch of finishes and you get you know the best one the most impressive one they'll, they'll give you the extra 50k just for that just for that bonus and and so the fighter of the night is the same thing as knocking someone out no so so knockout of the night is is knocking Knock. somebody out obviously. better than anybody else on the card because if there are yeah, two knockouts yeah so if there's two knockouts they pick the one that that is more entertaining yeah exactly and then the submission obviously you get a choke you get a, an arm bar you get a Bermuda's triangle yeah, you get something, something like that and then the fight of the night usually goes to two guys because it's, it's the two guys that, that go in there and kind of like beat the crap out of each other <laughs> I, did Randy get a fight of the night for his because I heard his fight was a, just a bloody battle it, it was a good fight. Um, I don't remember what card. I think it depends what card it was on. I can't remember who else was on it. I feel like there was another like crazy, crazy fight on that card. So I'm not sure that he got that. And so, so you're saying like what would be ideal for you is you show up, you win within the first round in, in a knockout, and then the judges, the UFC, whatever panel it is, said, "Wait, yo, you have the best." You have the best fight too, so you can get a double bonus. Uh, no, you know you only get one. You get yeah, one. You get one. Yeah, you can't. Like, so you're talking like uh, knockout and a and a fight night? Yeah. yeah, no. Okay, that'd no, be you fire. Only, you only get one. That'd be cool. You just give me all the bonuses. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> knockout and submission. So, in terms of this fight specifically, what have you? I'm just gonna put my Joe Rogan hat on real quick. Mm-hmm. What have you specifically trained in terms of your opponent? Oh no, I mean you always train because. 
you never know when, when someone's going to pull out. You never know, uh, you know, if, if, if something's going to change, if he's going to feel different. So yeah, you train it all and then just, you know, try to try pick your skill. You try to try sharpen your skills up to the point where you're um, you're ready for anything. Have have kind of like a loose leaf game game plan, and then if 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 things aren't going the way that they should be, then you you need a backup plan or two, and then you know obviously you work from there in the fight. I, I just wrote a couple things down about the fights. So I just want to make sure I hit on them real quick. Yep. Hey, do you guys have any questions? Maybe later. I got some stuff during the fight. Oh, about during the fight, yeah. like that mindset during the fight type thing. So. so this is not the initial fight you wanted. You wanted to fight uh, Sean O'Malley, correct? Yeah, I wanted to fight Sean O'Malley, and I wanted to fight your Faber too. Um, Why? You, so Sean O'Malley, I think he's a very similar style to the kid that I beat over in in Phoenix, and he's just got a lot of hype behind him. It's just it just makes sense. It just makes sense for my career to to you know beat a kid like that. I'm an up and coming coming guy. He's an up and coming guy too. Um, and, and he demands a lot more attention than you. You're, yeah, yeah, you're more quiet than he is. Yeah, yeah, he he's definitely. Uh, you know, I, th- I think because he Dana loves him right on the contender series, and uh, you know they've they've been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. But I think I'm just a better fighter than him. So, you know, I, I think I think if I can go out there and just put a stop to him real quick, <laughs> you know, that that boost up my mm-hmm. my uh, stock, my stock, my price. Uh, and then Uriah Faber, Uriah, Uriah is one I respect a lot more, you know, because he's, he, I've been watching him fight since I, since I was younger, since I was, you know, 13, 14. He's a vet. Yeah. And uh, he recently came back and he just beat this other up-and-coming kid, uh, Ricky Simone. But the thing is that they had been talking about, they, they had asked me to fight Uriah and I said, yeah. And so then, um, you know, I'm sitting there just waiting for a response back and then they go, oh no, he's fighting Ricky Simone instead. So, you know, I was like, all right, whatever. It's kind of disappointing because... When was this? Like a month ago. Uh, he fought him, I think, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and then they offered me the fight probably like, you know, two three months ago, and, and I like I said, I I accepted, and then they ended up saying, oh no, he uh, he took a different fight, so then they gave me a different fight, and then so were you pissed? Yeah, I, I was disappointed. I was disappointed for sure because that would have been like a life changing, uh, life changing fight. You know, when when I lose. And, um, you're like fighting your, like, some dude you've been looking up to for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's cr- And it would have been, because, you know, you, n- you never think that you would actually fight that guy. So I, I thought, oh, like, uh, again, I, I ran into him a bunch of times too. He's a nice, super nice dude. But, uh, I, I ran. But you still want to gouge his eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not his eyes. You gotta get that bonus. Uh, <laughs> so. Ridiculous. So he, uh, but, you know, he, I, I assume that. You know, he he was a, he was a, like at the top of his career when when I was uh, just starting it, just watching out, and then the, th- the cage titan days. Yeah, well, no, even before that, you know, like when I just started training, that's when he was most active. You oh, know, okay. so I so I assumed that he'd be he'd be retired by the point that I'm kind of like on, on my you know You're the come up on the come up for from for my career, but um, and then to see that you know he's still fighting, that's a, a possibility that me and him could fight. It was it was crazy, but. You know, maybe UFC Boston if everything goes right. Yeah, so elaborate on that a little bit. So there's a big UFC Boston event coming. Yeah. And we were talking about, this was our last time you were in here. You were like, it would be kind of cool if we got some fights over at the Encore, man. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's try it out. Dana White hit me up. Do you think this UFC Boston event is, is going to help out 
the local fight scene a lot? Or do you think it's just yeah. going to be like, let's just pull people from other places? So I already know that they, they picked the uh, the main event to be Chris Weidman versus, I think, Dominic Reyes or something like that. But Weidman's a New York guy. And so, um, you know, I think it'd be, they got plenty of guys around here that they could have picked instead of instead of Weidman. They got, you know, Font, Cater, um, Lausanne, uh, you, know, you know, just other names that are big around here. Rosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charles Rosa. But uh, they, I don't know why they picked Weidman. I'm sure they'll You're feel pissed. <laughs> a, little, a little less than happy. But, you know, I think they're going to fill up the card with the other guys, which is good. Cater's probably going to be a co-main event if they can get him fighting. You know, uh, they're talking about him versus Jeremy Stevens, which is a huge fight. Cater uh, actually just knocked out this, this guy, Ricardo Lamas, that, that I've been watching for a while. And I thought Ricardo was, you know, super good, super, super impressive every time I watch him. And uh, Kader literally just dropped him and then, like, put him out with another punch on the ground. So, he, he, you know, he's representing the city pretty well. Yeah, but ideally you'd like to be, be on the main card of UFC Boston. Like, would that be something for you yeah, that's yeah, like... Yeah, obviously, obviously. But, you know, you take one fight at a time. And then uh, I, I got this, you know, the, the timing between these, these two fights is so is so short, you know. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm definitely fighting UFC Boston. And then, like, you know, maybe... Get, get, get her or something like that, not be able to, and then get everybody's, you know, hopes up. And if the event's a commercial success, they'll bring it back. They'll do UFC Boston too. Yeah, I mean they've they've had events in, in Boston already. They've done uh, DC versus uh, Steep. Is it? No, uh, DC versus I don't know. But they 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 did uh, a couple. I think a year or two ago they did uh, a card over there at the Garden, and then before that they did the Connor versus. Yeah, there was a Seaver. Well, it's because it's a big Irish community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they love so that. it was wild. Yeah, I, I even go to that. I you, just, you, hey, did you, do you remember that Abu when Conor McGregor came here to fight? To fight, I don't remember. It was wild. Yeah, the city yeah, was tight. Yeah, yeah. Those are for you, bro. Yeah, thank you. You like the blue? I like the blue. Yes, sir. Just gonna fidget with something. That's that surf mic blue. Yeah. You picked the color. <laughs> I picked the color. I just knew surf mic would feel it, and I knew it would match your gum. Yeah. Is the gamma yeah, yeah, yeah. A, an appetite suppressant? Oh, we always talking about food. Okay. <laughs> I mean, talking about I'm food. killing yeah, it. No, no, no. It's uh, I'm I'm just used to it, like chewing gum. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you. I remember I'd cut weight and I just <laughs> it'd be <laughs> my main source of flavors. <laughs> That's it. Well, if you chew gum for an hour, you're actually burning calories. You you burn off all the calories that you're consuming because it's like five calories. So, uh, five calories of jaw work. One one more quick Joe Rogan question. Um, so you're fighting Casey Kenny. Yeah. Okay. I'm rooting for you, bro. Thank you. N- no I offense to Casey it. Kenny. He's my guy, right? Um, what is it specific about his game that worries you? Uh, he's, he's tough. He's scrappy. Um, he's 12 and one, but you know, he's had fights that he's won that I thought he's lost. And then he's had fights that he's lost that I thought he won. So, um, a lot, a, a lot of decisions. Yeah, he's he's very decision decision heavy, but you know he's experienced. He's uh he's he's very game. He's fearless, and and those are all things you know. Doesn't every UFC fighter have that though? No, no. Uh, some some guys, some guys will break like when when you start you know putting it on them, but I, I don't think he will. 
uh, there's some guys that you know you're going to have to put unconscious. Some guys that you know you're going to have to, you know, put a beating on before anything happens. And uh, Why? You can just pick apart their mental kind of? I mean, just- it's just in how they fight. It's just in how they fight. Like, um, like I don't think an O'Malley would would really hang in there mentally. I think I think this kid would. So, uh, you know, you, you got you got to be careful with guys like that because you, you know you blow you blow your wad too early, or you um, you know, you get stuck in a situation where where, where he's he's the, you know he's doing what he wants to, and and he starts kind of getting momentum like that. You can't let him do that. So, um. I know, and I see, and he's like technical. He's tight boxing, good wrestler. He's solid everywhere, you know. He's twelve and one. He's only lost one time, really. So uh, you can't, you can't really. You know, all, all the guys in the UFC are so good. You, you can't like not respect what he's done up yeah. to this point, you know. So, for in terms of just like studying tape and stuff, how does that go in your day to day? So, I mean, you work out every day now, but. Do you like? Is there a film room you go to and you check on stuff? You no, just go on yeah, YouTube. I mean, they, they, just, they got a Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass, and ESPN Plus now. So and that's got the whole collection. Damn, of, and they're not hooking it up for you, even though no, you. No, they, they, are, they are, but um, I just watch it there, you know. And and then me and my coach will watch it together. And once you kind of get like a uh, an understanding of 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 how it is they fight, you you kind of you know you know in general, you know. And then like you watch for for more specific things like like little like tendencies and all that stuff, but um, I think the most important thing is just the general the, the yeah. general you know some guys are kind of rangier some guys are more like like in your face some guys are you know it's just about taking them out the element that they're comfortable in. So in high school, I was on the football team. I played for two years, and I was known to be a psycho, right? <clears throat> Just because I'd go hard, but I was terrible, so they put me on something called the the scout team in practice. <laughs> so if there was a key player, I mean, this is like my you know Rudy the movie. I'm, I was like Rudy, and so they would put a special jersey on me every week, and I would act as like the key player who would be facing the next week. So when you after you've sized up an opponent, are you do you like? maybe find someone with similar physique and stature yeah. and skill to train against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz you just want to get the uh you, you want to get the the time and the distance, you want to get the range all all right, you know. So if if you find somebody longer, uh you, sh- you shouldn't be re- like I said be ready for anything, but you don't want to be training all the time with somebody shorter cuz that, that's the opposite of what you want, you know. If you're getting used to fighting an inside game on a guy that you want to fight outside on, or, or vice versa, um, you want to be good at what you're, what you have to be ready for in the fight. And then you know it, it, it shows a lot of times in, in the fight when you're ready for it or not, because you just kind of instinctively do what what you're supposed to because you've done it for you know the whole the whole eight weeks or whatever the camp is. You're you're really crazy, man. <laughs> So, yeah. so I got a, I got a bunch of questions from people on Instagram. I'm just gonna rip through them real quick. Word. Hey, you having fun? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Guys, you guys having fun? Yeah. Do you guys have any questions? One thing I know is I know a booze fascinated. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay, so one dude asked, "What's your worst injury?" It's my worst injury. It's a pretty good question. Uh, <laughs> I've had a bunch of them. Uh, I put my. Well, you know, was it Tommy John surgery? Where yeah, the pitcher. Yeah, well, whatever eight, whatever uh, 
tendon it is that uh, ribs for that. I, I ripped that. Do you guys know what that tendon is? Is it AC joint? Yeah, something like that. I, don't, I don't know. They just told me. They just told me <laughs> he, he near rest, and I rested it, and that was it. But um, oh no, surgery. No, no surgery. Luckily, um, broken nose a million times. Yeah, I did that. Pop my jaw out. A couple of ribs. Uh, <laughs> he says it so passively, bro. I don't know. There's been there's been a bunch of stuff. I honestly can't remember it all. What, what was excruciating? Excruciating. The arm one sucked. Um, like you were like. Yeah, that, that was like <laughs> that was like one of those like <laughs> you stop and you reconsider everything. <laughs> Did you look? Was it misfigured when you looked at it? No. Um. So basically, I went. Somebody went to go take me down. I based out. It popped. Uh, I landed on it again. That popped it back in. Yeah. So, so, so you felt it snap out and snap it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, a stupid one. Um, I had broken a toe, and my buddy thought it was dislocated, so he keeps going. Hey, he keeps going. Let me reset it. Let me reset it. If you don't, re- <laughs> if, if you don't reset it, it's not. It's not. It's not going to go. It's not going to heal, right? It's cracked. And and, and this and I was younger. I was probably like seventeen, eighteen, something like that. And this guy's oldest. So I was like, all right, like, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, fine. Like, I, I trust you. So he's, so he's yanking on my toe, and I'm like, this ain't working. This isn't working. This isn't working. Oh my god! And, and then finally, they go, dude. You know what? Like, let my toe be messed up. I, I'm, not, I'm not even doing this. And then I went She's to yanking at the broken bone. Yeah. So then, so then, so then I went to um, I went to the doctor like a day or two later, and they were like, yeah, this is broken. This isn't <laughs> this isn't dislocated. Jeez. Yeah. So, so that that was bad. Okay. Someone says. Um, with a win against Casey Kenny, do you think you're bound for a top 15 opponent? Yeah, you never know. You never know. The division's so stacked. You know, they they, they get all sorts of all sorts of guys coming up. Um, guys, guys Real are, quick for the uneducated, a top top 15 is like a an esteemed standard in the UFC, like being in the top 15. Correct. Yeah, yep. Where are you top. sitting right now? Low 20. I mean, uh, high 20s rather. Wait. Probably. So like you're about like 21 or 28. Uh, 20, 28, for sure. Yeah, around there. Pro- probably. I haven't, I haven't really seen it, but uh, and it moves so you know it moves so sporadically. Yeah. Too, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, 20, 20, it's not bad. <laughs> I think <laughs> you're doing pretty it's, good. It's, man. it's not great either, though. Like, but um, we just gotta keep winning fights. That's yeah. yeah. What do you say? Where, where does it put me if I if I win? Is that what you're asking? It it's saying, do you think? Will they give you a top fifteen opponent if you beat this dude? I I, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Uh, hopefully they will. Well, you're like the only undefeated in the division, right? Yeah. Actually, I, you know what? No, no. I don't even want the. Top. I want I want O'Malley. I want O'Malley or Uriah. <laughs> They'll probably give it to you, right? Yeah. Keep putting it in the universe and hey, I want to fight these dudes. Yeah. I, I was looking at this other guy, uh, Marlon Vera, too. He he just fought, and I th- I think I smoke him. So he made one of those guys. Okay. Someone just texted me and said, someone tell me if this goes on the podcast. So, yep, you got your shout-out, man. Congrats. All right, hey, I'm going to open up for your questions. Let me hear. I want to know what it's like when you're in a fight and you get really hit. And at what point does adrenaline take over and you just start acting on that? Or is it, do you stick to strategy when you get, when you get really roughed up at a certain point? So, Surf Mike said he wants to know... Uh, which is actually honestly a really good question for those uneducated in fighting. He's saying like, what type of mental space do you go in once you like literally get obliterated? Correct. Yeah, more or less. Okay, thanks. So, 
one thing about the cage is that the, the acoustics of it are different, you know. So so I've I've been hit, you know, plenty of times outside of. We school. can tell, dude. No, no, so, 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 <laughs> so I've been hit plenty of times, like outside, where it's like, it's like, oh, you know, and there's different kind of punches too. There's guys that are like, guys that'll hit you, and it's yeah, like, yeah, and, we got to make sure we go down. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and then there's guys that like like hit you, and it's like, oh, like, like this this won't be good if you know if I fall do it too many more times, um, but. When, when when you're in that cage and then and then you hear those punches like just whizzing by, it just sounds so much more brutal. It's 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 like like the bone on bone contact that you hear like going through the whole cage. Like uh, you can barely hear the crowd just because like the distance and 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 the way everything's set up. But like you can hear like punches, you can hear kicks, you can hear your corners that are right there. And I, I guess I guess getting hit in, in the cage is more like all right, like. Yeah, like you're just thinking, all right, get your shit together, get your shit together, and then and then try and others, uh, make sure number one, it, do, it doesn't happen again. Hands up, hands up, hands up, move your head, and then uh, you know fi- find a way to stop whatever it is is, is coming your way, or you know you put put the pressure back on them. Good answer. Yeah. Abu, you got one. Um. So you said like you've been watching like um. I forget the dude's name, but one of the people you want to fight, like, since yeah. you were younger, like... Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, did you know that you wanted to be, like, a UFC fighter from a young age, or was it just some kind of... Yeah, no. Yeah, no, so... Uh, a boo-ass. Yo, Manny. You seem like a good guy. <laughs> How you get so hot? No, I'm joking. Uh, uh, a boo-ass. No, <laughs> ass I think what you're trying to say is, like, what is... What is the maturation of like manifesting what you've created for yourself? How is that in terms of vocab? Uh, I was gonna say, he has it way simpler. Yeah. I don't know what, you, what, what he, he was saying. Is like, have you always wanted to be a UFC <laughs> fighter? And was there a certain moment growing up that you knew you wanted to lock in on that being your goal? Uh, so, so, real quick, also not to cut you off, but Manny was also, when he was fighting pro, he was also a student when this was going on. So that's like real resilience to me. Like, whoa, you were managing that. Yeah. Imagine being in class right now. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Terrible. I don't like that. Um, when I, so I started training when I was thirteen. I think I, t- I said it last time on the podcast. But uh, is that me? Yeah, no, you just want to. Right. Can you open it in front? It's a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, angry. Who is that? Oh, it's the landlord. Oh, damn. I have to go fight him. Is he pissed? Oh, no. He's just bringing something in. Okay, we're, we're good to go. He's just uh, fixing something. Uh, <laughs> uh, where are they fixing it? They're doing the AC. The, the air conditioning stuff. Is that going to get on the mic? Um, don't forget to stop. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. So, you want to continue? Sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. No worries. Uh, <laughs> that knock was wild. Yeah, no, earthquake. <laughs> um, so, so I, I saw when I was thirteen, when I was you know younger, and so at that age, it all, it's all like, like you want to be like you start playing basketball, you want to be an NBA player. You know, you play football, you want you want to be an NFL mm-hmm. player. So uh, when I started training, obviously I wanted to be a UFC fighter, and then you do know it's wild that. Have you ever like really thought like, damn, I actually am a professional athlete? Like, yeah. I'm like one of very few who have ascended to this point. I I, I think it, yeah, it, it's definitely crazy because when when I 
I'm in my town. I see what everybody's doing back home. You know, there are a lot of successful kids out there, but they're not doing anything that I would like. Be like, oh, I would definitely love to do that. Like, they're working know, corporate and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're doing things that are, you know, it's it's cool. It's cool to have you know a stable job. It's good to have something that you um, is something some payback that you know if you, if you did college and, and 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 you and you got like a degree in whatever and then you're using it for 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 your job now i feel you but at the same time it's also like i, I really don't i think i know one other kid in my town that that's actually become like a professional athlete who is that um he's a bait i don't want to forget like <laughs> i forget his name honestly but he played baseball he's from abington Word. um do you have you realized and obviously you're not a massively deep thinker but have you ever realized like yo you were kind of born to maybe not do something traditional. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, yeah, but um, I think I probably could have done something traditional if, if I was forced to, but there's also a little bit of me that's like, I was always super resistant to to doing things to that way. Yeah, 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 rebellious. Wait, I think, super rebellious. <laughs> well, I'm the same way, bro. Like, I like, I don't think I could ever. I just don't have it in me. No, you know what I'm saying. No, but but then like that, that that's kind of scary because it's also like, all right, what would I do if 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 I didn't have this, you know, down? It's just a fear, though. It's fake. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I'd figure it out. But so okay, on a business tip, quick business question. So you win this fight, are you able to negotiate a, a heavier contract for yourself? No, we we did. So I had that uh, entry level contract already. That was the four okay. fight one. Uh, after my third fight, we who negotiated this? You have an agent? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got like a manager. Cool. So, so after my, it was either my second or my third fight, we we renegotiated the contract, and then uh, so I got, f- so we basically cut that last fight out of my my first contract. I uh, got a new price, and then added four fights onto that. So, this, so you're still in your second contract. So this is gonna be my first fight of my second contract. That's okay. Cool. And so, what if you like totally dominate this fight? Come on in, Abuno. So what? If if you totally dominate this fight, are you in a position of leverage where you can renegotiate it? Uh, yeah, but like that's uh, you don't renegotiate till later in the contract. So, um, maybe another two or three fights or something like that. Then then we'll be able to figure it out. But as of right now, I just renegotiated, so I don't want to be... You don't want to be annoying. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, for sure. I was, I was going to ask you, actually, how, how you fought the training. <laughs> Remember that first day you were like... I, <laughs> I'm, I'm eager to get back in there with you because, like, I'm totally, totally uncomfortable with it, which is yeah, good. Yeah. I, I don't need to push it, you know? Yeah. And uh, you're, you're pretty good, though. Like, you know, you, you kept everything pretty pretty tight once I told you. I was, I was picking it up. I know it's probably annoying first couple yeah, just because of the technique. Yeah, but. Did you like the strike and the grappling more? I like the grappling way more. The grappling, yeah. yeah. Also, I I know that you uh, you do it for a living, but when you told me to adjust my forearm and jab it against someone's chin, yeah, like that shit literally. I was in pain for eight days, bro. <laughs> that shit you know, killed. I said what? Like you, you twist it, you like give it. Oh, oh, the like the choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were hearing from that, bro. For like two weeks later, for I, like, real? I couldn't even talk. I canceled you every podcast, bro. You couldn't even talk. <laughs> it was good though. I was gonna say you date my job. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'm hoping you can dominate this fight and we can start yeah, we can back can up start again. Back up again, yeah. What, so, what do you think is the trickiest part of the fighting? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll do striking and grappling. What's, what's the trickiest part of each? It's composure. Yeah. I mean, I could throw like, you could tell me like, yo, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, whatever. And I could do it like 10 times in a row. But then yeah. once you start getting like 12, 14, it's like you just start losing your poise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but even in sparring? Well, in the sparring, bro, at the end, I was literally just swinging at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, you get yeah, fucking yeah, guy off me. Off, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I had told these, I told everyone a million times, but there was a moment when we had first fought, when you're like, all right, we're sparring. It didn't like click with me. That means like, wait, oh shit, we're gonna like fight. Yeah. yeah. And so you had, were just working all the chokes on me, right? And there was yeah. a moment when you approached me, and I was like, yo, if this dude really wanted Squeeze to he could it. kill me right now it's uh, humbling <laughs> it was very humbling. humbling it was like very humbling and uh but i i am noticing even with our couple of sessions there's there's definitely a confidence i want to acquire in terms of like knowing i could handle any situation yeah yeah it's a, i think it, you know it becomes you, you just don't like when somebody gets good enough they're not even it's just because they've been choked out so many times they've been mm-hmm. punched in the face so many times that they're used enough to it to understand all right like it's not going to kill me if if it comes to the situation where, where somebody's hit me or like you know somebody's like coming to to grab me or whatever like you can you can fight people off still well yeah i just i also think like over time knowing that i have the skill set to like anytime let's say you're at ned divines right yeah I heard a story about yeah. you over there yeah. Tell anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah it's all secret yeah <laughs> but there's a there's something like knowing that you can just handle anything anything that comes at you any night you know like okay i'll be the one to be able to take control of the situation i think there's although as barbaric as it sounds there's something that's very reassuring about that yeah yeah definitely and i mean it's obviously like, you don't want to be in those situations anyway yeah but that but happens but. yeah it happens uh, well, i mean you see you see things like like people uh, like when you, when you go out and you see somebody like like t- like we were talking about road rage earlier like like somebody's flipping somebody off in a, in a car and it's like all right like that's fine but now if the, if if they pull over and you pull over and then this you get out the car and the, yeah and then you know and you, you don't know who it is you, you're out there trying to you know so it's an issue with it's good to just have something to be like all right like i don't know but at least i'm not like the worst <laughs> at least, yeah at least i'm not totally unprepared yeah yeah and then fingers crossed after that <laughs> yeah who knows so, all right, a couple more questions. So you, um, well, one Humbeat said, who's your favorite music producer in I mass? Uh, I had to say this guy named uh, Humbeat, probably. <laughs> How did that happen? It was wild. If we were in the first episode, I had just, like, seen you in a stew. Yeah, he, um, yeah it, was, it was weird because it was, like, within within a week or maybe that same day or something like that that I ended up meeting him. And did he say he knew me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was... Do you remember if it was the same day that I think that it was I, the same night, bro? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, my buddy Kevin Coyle, who does um, he, he what's he what's he work? He does uh, do you do you know him? Boston Empire. He does. I know the name. Right. So 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 my buddy Kevin Coyle, he 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 runs Boston Empire, and he was like, oh, I have a buddy that I grew up with, uh, you know, he was like his hey, coach. Ron. Yeah, he's like his coach or something like that. And he's like, he's a real good kid. He's super driven. He's, he, you know, just nothing but compliments. He's like, I, li- I like you. Meet him. So, and then me, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing in a music studio thing like that. But I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah. So, so, so I go down and I meet him, and he's telling me all the, all the, all these, you know, beats he's producing. And he shows me his little office, and 
you know, he, he had done stuff with like Davies and Millies and all that. And it was, I don't know, it was crazy because he's a local kid and he's super quiet, super nice, super. Honestly, reminds me a lot of you. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's real funny too because he's like, like, you know, like Kevin, Kevin will be talking, he's just quiet, quiet, quiet. And then he'll just like sneak in like a, like almost like a subtle little one liner and me cracking <laughs> up. Yeah. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah, I, I, in terms of Boston music success, I like really believe in that dude. He's like smart. But you know Hum Beach, right? Yeah. Um, okay, I got one last question. You guys got any other questions? You doing okay? You have fun? You got any questions? I got any questions, yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can't imagine what Manny was like in an academic setting. Yeah, I was just <laughs> toasted. I was just toasted the whole time. <laughs> Holy shit. Here, here's a question. Not even to skew you here, but do you ever worry about CTE, like, after fighting and, like, yeah. brain damage? Yeah, so uh, the way I look at it is kind of an occupational hazard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, this is what I get for not having to work, you know, a desk job or, <laughs> or like, nine to five and nothing like that. I'm, I go through periods, you know, flight camps where, like, life just kind of sucks. And then afterwards, I get to just go relax. Like, uh, you know, at the, like I, I train and all that stuff, but it's not nearly as intense. It's not as crazy as, as those eight weeks that I'm getting ready for a fight. And, uh, you know, CD, I kind of look at this. It, it could happen. It, it could happen. It could happen. Obviously, we take method. We take precautions not to let it happen. Like, I'm not, like, running out there with my chin out trying to get, you know, hit. And then... But nobody you're fighting is like, wait, you know what? I won't hit him because he might have CT down the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you gotta, you got you gotta, you gotta take your risks. You know, uh, obviously you gotta fight smart. You can't go out there trying to, you know, swing, you know, <laughs> swing like crazy, get into these crazy ass, you know, uh, like like slugfest just because you wanna, you know, prove something. You gotta, you gotta manage your money, manage your career with that. Where do you so? Your fight career is over, right? Let's say you're running a gym or something. Entrepreneurially, what would you like to do? Like, as a to brand yourself as a professional athlete, what would you like to do afterwards? So, like, if I opened a gym, what would I like to do? Well, I remember you had said, like, I'd like to open up a gym eventually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, like, some, you have, most professional athletes, they like to get into, like, public speaking or owning businesses. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, like, there's a lot of skills that you get from from doing all this stuff that I feel like you you wouldn't get normally, and then like the, the skills are you know pretty easy things to to do. But then when 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 you go out, you realize no like people can't do these things. I like you you must you must do the same thing too. Like you just you having to talk to people, having to you know ask questions. I think discipline about. is the biggest. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Well, discipline and then just like not. And be, being, like, self-aware. Just being self-aware is another big one. I think a lot of people are just kind of, like, living their own life. Like, it's not even their fault. It's not in situations where they can't, like, say something stupid or they can't, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, do, like, they do something they're not thinking about anyone other than themselves. So you're saying, like, you think the UFC is, in <clears throat> doing MMA, is giving you a, skill set that you think will be pretty applicable in most other places yeah yeah i, th- I totally think, agree i think so i think so i think even like something as simple as like you can't say something stupid and like like mess your career up you know yeah uh like i, I got i gotta watch out what i say a lot of times and you know and i do i and, and like but like you go out you go outside you hear you know a million people saying stupid things and then like 
you're like wow if that was me and it was like <laughs> on camera and i was like a little more important like that would literally be the end of my career <laughs> i know i worry about it all the time just because like i like entertaining people up here but i never want to say anything that's going to burn a bridge for me down yeah, the line yeah, like, yeah, i never want to sure. say it, you know for sure for sure, but at the same time, too, you still want to be yourself. You know, you still want to have your original little. It's tough when you're on camera for like an hour. It's like, all right, I yeah. just don't oh, want yeah, to see you. Yeah, you start slipping, you start slipping out. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's something what, that I acquire over time. What's the stupidest thing you said on camera? I said some. I've, I probably lied up here times, bro. Let's open up this can. <laughs> but, but one thing I'm also realizing is like. Oh, he just, he just, he just avoid that one. <laughs> Politics, political, politics. politics hey. I, I'm learning though. Being transparent will always go a really long way with people. Yeah, yeah for sure. And that's why people are gonna. I think that's why you're gonna be a mega star, bro. I think sincerity, being sincere with people, and not you know, not not trying to use everybody for mm -hmm. for stuff. I mean, you don't expect anything. You're nice to everybody. It ends up being pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> I'm, I'm also learning at our age, dudes are like, all dudes have a have a little motivational speech in them about how to be successful even though none of us oh have really oh my god <laughs> you hate it I mean, sorry, you don't do bro. motivational speakers no no i i hate i hate hearing from I, I hate hearing it from some random ass dude that like <laughs> that i just uh, met like, the like yo you bro bro i can i can manage you <laughs> i can manage you you need you need this you need that yeah i can't and, and i'm like look at this stuff i'm like bro like <laughs> Like, oh, is it like, all on Instagram like, DMs and stuff? Well, yeah, there's Instagram DMs. There's there's like buddies with buddies that are like, oh, I know this guy, I know that guy, I know this guy, and then like, you finally get around to talking to them, and they, they don't have, you know they don't have not nothing. It. They don't have nothing. No. Yeah, and everyone just wants a piece of your success at the end of the day too, which yeah. is human, you know. Yeah, but like, but you could do it on your own. No, not even that. It's like it, it bugs me because it's like, like, right, like we'll take like Golden Deer, for instance, right? like me 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 and you me and you have our own separate you know things we're not like trying to like compete we're not trying to compete we're not i'm not trying to like i'm not coming in here like oh like maybe maybe you'll let me run the show one day or something like that and i also don't expect you to be like oh like maybe many can get, may, yeah maybe many can get me in the usc or something like that or, or like you know you're not asking about my money you're not asking like like nothing, nothing like that but we're not using each other yeah it's, it's mutual though yeah and and so um I, I always try not to approach people that way in a way that's like you know like money heavy and uh a lot of people are kind of coming at me like money heavy i'm like bro like <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing all right for a 25 year old kid but like i'm not <laughs> like I'm not a gajillionaire yeah, dude i'm not i'm not yeah no, <laughs> not not even close to a gajillionaire <laughs> well i get that a lot too now because the show has a certain amount of leverage in the city where yeah. like everyone's like, yo, let, yeah. let me get an interview yeah. bro let me get an interview oh, it's, like, it's like leverage is one thing money is another like <laughs> you know i get it I'm, at the end of the day, I feel empathetic though for people. All they care about is money. Yeah. It's like imagine if you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You some good friends, some fun times. Okay, hey man, I had a great time. Oh yeah, for sure. Thank you. Look at this Appreciate UFC that. hands. Big, big old handshake. <laughs> oh, give me a corporate shake. Corporate, Cor corporate. What's this corporate one? That one. No, that's yeah, too that soft, bro. Give me corporate. What's a corporate? Oh, corporate. Yeah, the yeah. Like you just secured your contract. Now give me I, that. I, I got no contract. Okay, so listen. Do you remember how we started in the episode? Uh, no. You've been hit too many times, man. Uh, CD. <laughs> Dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so first off, you guys good? You have fun? Cool episode to start with? Cool, my guy. We have a, a kid coming up tomorrow who runs a ketogenic brownie company. Ooh. Ooh. Tell him to send me some brownies. Well, actually, yeah, I want to talk to you about not, some. Not, not I'm using yet. <laughs> well, no, there are some people I definitely want to link you with after this. Okay, so listen. 
you say hi. I'm undefeated UFC fighter Manny Bermudez, and this is my golden hour. Directly after, no break, hi. I'm undefeated UFC, Manny Berm- UFC fighter Manny Bermudez. I'm a great guy. The shorties love me. <laughs> and this is actually it's not it, golden it's platinum this is my platinum platinum, platinum. Is that, right, I just completely forgot already okay already hi I'm Annie Bermuda. can we do one and then the other no no right, no right. guest gets that privilege right, hi right, I'm Annie Bermuda. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight for that privilege <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah you can have it bro <laughs> alright so hi Abu what hi, camera hi, do you want um, okay cool hi what Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez, and this is my Platinum Hour. Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez, and this is my Platinum Hour. And then, hi, I'm Manny Bermudez, and that was my Platinum Hour. That one? Yeah, let's switch it up, make it boost life impossible. And so that was my Platinum Hi, I'm Manny Bermudez, and this was my Platinum Hour. Oh, that was, right that, there, was. that was. One more time. What did I say? You said this was. That was. That was. <laughs> everyone fucks it up bro this or that that you already said this is now you say that was and honestly i i'm usually i I usually just tell people to figure it out on their own but you genuinely probably could choke me out right now so i'm gonna give you the benefit (laughs) of the doubt all right hi i'm ufc fighter manny bermudez and that was my platinum hour great